Happy Sunday, everyone. Um, welcome to another episode of BD Radio. Today, we are talking about common fitness myths. We're taking it Mythbusters, which was one of my favorite TV shows as a kid. Really? Yeah. Which is weird because I'm not really sciencey like that. Not at all. But I just liked it when they blew up stuff and it was nice to see those guys get their time in the sun. Mm. Um, today's myths are pretty common ones and you certainly, like, I'd be shocked if you've spent any amount of time in the health and fitness game and haven't heard these. Yep. Or even believed them to be true. I mean, I think everyone has at one stage, but we're here to provide you with, I guess, the facts and ways in which you can move forward from believing these to be true. Really. So what they are and how you can how you can move beyond them. Yeah, we've already had a very heated discussion about some one of them <laughs> some um myths so we'll we've filtered that out for you and hopefully we've got some useful information yeah if i have my way we'll be talking about it next week so we'll let you guys know because i think it's valuable a danny doesn't so we're going to leave it for this week and we'll go with we'll go with these three number one spot reduction so when we say spot reduction it's like um what we might commonly hear is like oh what's the best exercises to help me lose fat around my belly? That's or, very common. And arms. What's the best exercises to help me, what do ladies call oh, my, my tuck shop arms. Yeah. You know, or legs. So basically, can you lose fat from one specific spot? No. No, you can't. So like beyond that, I think a lot of the confusion comes from like you can't spot reduce, but you but you can spot gain, but it's two different things. So when I say spot gain, it's like, Absolutely, oh. Yeah. Let's not call it spot gain, but it is. It is. Like people generally store in a specific area and that varies from person to person. So like for women, a lot of people store in, a lot of women store in the hips. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like gaining muscle. So I think a lot of the confusion okay. comes from like, oh, well, if I want to get, bigger arms yeah, sorry. then I, I can do an you know an arms program yep. or an upper body yes. program yes. and i can grow my arms yes apologies S- so why can't i then turn it around and i want to lose fat on my legs so i do this yeah that's more what i meant so the difference being muscle and fat yeah two completely different substrates in the body yes so but i, I like lo- logically makes sense yeah if you can so, do one why can't you is, do the other yeah that is why you can't because Gain, we are talking about muscle. Yes. And loss or reduction, we are talking about fat. Yeah. Yeah, so spot reduction is a no-go. I mean, the analogy that I think best serves this topic is the one of like, well, if you wanted to, like, if you were trying to empty your pool in one specific area, like if you were just scooping water out of the corner, like it's just going to lower the whole thing. Like it's all interconnected. Um. So, do you want to explain a little bit like how fat loss works in general? All right. Okay. So, step number one, if you're in, or as in, how do you lose fat? Okay. So, basically, you breathe it out. So, it breaks down in the body as like to make up the energy that you're not giving yourself through food. So, you have to be in a calorie deficit with your food. And then you're a body basically uses your fat stores as the fuel to make up that 
difference and you break it down, use it as energy and then breathe it out. Yeah. So our bodies... Which I guess, sorry to cut you off, but I guess that comes to another myth, you know, like turning fat to muscle or turning muscle to fat also doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's a myth. So, but how that happens. So ways that people could look to reduce fat. Ways that they could look to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like in terms of like how we work out and in terms of not working out, you know, a specific area to lose fat in a specific area, what do we do? To overall lose fat. Oh, to overall, I mean, a full body training program. If you don't have any goal in particular, you know, like if, if you don't have any general athletic goal, then you would be best served to kind of mix up between resistance training, a little bit of cardio to complement that. Yeah. So what like, we want to do, guys, in this workout, so like Ben was saying, a full body would serve you well, um, but you do want to work out your larger muscle groups. Yeah, so that's key, basically. Yeah, so like, I guess if you're talking about what we call like a fat loss workout, I wouldn't be doing, you know, a million curls, you know, because the biceps are basically a small muscle group. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be doing a million calf raises, you know, like just muscle groups that you want to use to kind of give yourself maximum investment. Really, is like squats deadlifts compound exercises that yeah. use multiple muscles in the one movement yeah is what is where you will be best served for sure so the more muscle you use the more calories you burn the more likely you are to yeah. lose fat yeah especially oh. when paired with an effective nutrition strategy i guess yeah um question for you and i've just thought of this now do you think that like when people say I'd like to lose fat in a specific area. Like the magazines will call it, you know, like your problem areas. And I've just done the inverted commas sign. Like everyone has, oh, I always lose. (laughs) Yeah. I always, um, you know, it goes straight to my hips or it goes straight to my belly or it goes straight to my chest or Mm -hmm. something like that. I just hate that those are typically the areas that people are trying to lose first. Yes. But unfortunately, like, all of us are genetically like predisposed to store f- like fat in particular areas. Yeah. Not and all of us are the same. Yeah, exactly. And reason being, like the reason why we store fat in those areas is to actually protect our body. So to look after our vital organs and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, for sure. So like it's not... Ladies around their hips is a prime example. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're designed for childbirth. Like... You're not designed to have six packs. We're not. We're not. No, like, nor are you in optimal function for a lot of people when you do actually have one. I was about to say, and the people that, you know, do it, whether it be for competition, um, you know, sport, whatever it may be, um, they may not actually be, you know, in prime health. <laughs> no. So, I mean, the, the easy way for a lady to kind of judge her health, I think, is her cycle. Um, like if you have a healthy and regular cycle that can usually give you some sort of indication of, you know, the kind of health that you're in. And the reality is lots of pro athletes or bodybuilders or anything where they're, you know, like at the pinnacle of their sport, they don't have that because it's, it's sort of like they have to sacrifice it for performance but yeah i was about to say they're sacrificing their health for performance and um that can only be done short term yeah 
Yeah, so we've sort of branched off there from spot reduction, but all you need to know is spot reduction is a myth. It can't happen. Um, but, like, I mean, hat loss can happen, but you just can't focus on an area. Yeah. However, spot gain with muscle can definitely happen. Yep. Myth, just on, oh, um, yeah, you we go? may as well touch on one, because I know the tummy is a big area for a lot of people. Yeah. And um, let's just say, so... If you wanted to focus on losing fat around your tummy, it's not what you could do training wise. It's what you do in your lifestyle. So, you know, I'm sure people have often heard that abs aren't made in the gym. They're made in the kitchen. Uh, not if you read men's health. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what you do outside of your training is often more important if you do have a fat loss goal than what you're doing training wise. Yeah, hundred percent. And it like if your goal is fat loss, what you do for training almost serves better as like accountability rather yep. than actual results. Like it sort of keeps you focused on the goal, as well as just you know giving you a bit of an outlet to you know a decrease stress, all that stuff. They're both important, but the pure like nuts and bolts, X's and O's of the result comes more from the kitchen for yes. sure. Yes. Number two. Happy with that? Moving on? Yes, we're on to number two. Okay, number two is cardio is best for weight loss. Oh, I love it. So good. Girls are especially into this, I reckon. I, You know what? And I've only thought of this myth now, but I think girls are especially into this one because of the whole weights make you bulky sort of... Um, she, <laughs> for those at home, she's rolling her eyes, but... Like oh. that is a very real fear, um, for a lot of people. Like I, w- if I had a dollar for every time I heard it, and it's no one's fault because it's what sort of pushed. Like I saw some girl on Instagram, and I've never been so close to sending a message to a stranger. She has like her club is called the Skinny Legs Club. I'm like, what on earth is this? She. She's like, oh, you know, these exercises are best for skinny legs. Don't do squats. Don't do dead. I'm like, what sort of bullshit are you peddling? Qualified, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And now I need to make this sort of, you know, now this is a rated podcast. But like when there's that, and especially because like if you don't know any better, like she has what a lot of people would term as like a desirable physique. So she must know what she's talking about. And unfortunately, that's not true. And, like, her, I think I read on one of her posts, like, her top tips are, like, walking and then, like, a whole bunch of, like, glute-banded stuff, which is fine in the correct application, but certainly not what's best for, like, joining the Lean Legs Club. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Well, it's a shame because like if you didn't know any better you'd be like oh that looks good i'll try that and i think you know especially when starting a program is such an emotional decision for a lot of people it's a shame when there are experts out there in our industry who's it sort of looks like they're taking advantage yeah they're taking the piss yeah it's embarrassing like it makes me embarrassed sometimes for what we do sometimes for our industry yeah yeah and I, i only hope that that girl the leader of the lean legs club is like if she knows what she's doing it's a shame if she doesn't know any better then i hope someone tells her better Come on, that's pretty glass half full 
This is typical Ben. Yeah. He's got his rose-colored glasses on, guys. Well, yes. She's making her penny. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Anyway, cardio. <laughs> cardio for weight loss. We've cardio for weight yet. loss. Um, but the two are definitely intertwined. I think. Well, obviously, you get your heart rate up, guys. You're gonna burn calories at that specific time. Yeah. Yeah, so for that the, workout. So yeah. if you're wearing a watch and you go out for a run, activity track is super popular these yep. days. Yeah. But go also. Out. And I think it's important to make this point. They're also not very accurate, especially the ones that most people wear. True. So activity trackers, like there's been a bunch of studies on these. They can be up to 35% um, inaccurate. Wait, I'm about about to say this wrong, but their accuracy is off by up to 35% for calories burned. Yes. They're pretty good for steps. Yeah. We use ours for steps all the time. I mean... As long as it's consistent, then the inaccuracies or accuracies don't really matter in regards to steps. Like if it's consistently inconsistent, then that's fine because the number is the number. But we would never use the calories burned as any kind of indication on what to eat for the rest of the day. In fact, if you do that, we highly encourage you not to. And because I mean... It also sort of feeds into that mindset of like earning food or punishing yourself through exercise, which we really want to avoid. Like we want to exercise as a celebration of what we can do or what we can progress towards. And we never want to exercise as a, I just ate a bit of chocolate cake. I need to run until I've burned 600 calories. Yes. And that's a bit of a bad space to be in mentally. Yeah. So cardio for weight loss. I think the best way to think about it is like this. So... It's sort of like working a job where you get paid per hour, but not like beyond that. So it's sort of like casual employment. Whereas if I work at Macca's and I get paid whatever much an hour, I have to work to actually earn the money. Whereas if I work another job and I've got paid leave and all that sort of stuff, I can go on holidays and I can still earn money. So the whole idea with weight training is it's basically an investment in your body and your metabolism so that you may like continue to function, build muscle, burn fat beyond the actual workout. Yep. So resistance training is your salary, guys. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a really simplistic way to explain it, but it's sort of like you, yeah, you basically put down a down payment and then it, you know, accrues while you're not actually in the gym yeah so you may not burn as many calories in a session if you look at your watch you actually you definitely won't yeah i will we can use the example if we go so i went for a bike ride yesterday and my um activity tracker told me i'd burnt about 600 calories which is probably a little bit over but maybe reasonably close if i do a hard weight session i'd be lucky to hit 250 yeah but like it's not like oh at the end of the day I've burnt three hundred and fifty less calories. Yeah. So it's actually over the day my heart rate will be elevated at a level above um, my resting rate because my body is now pumping blood around. Uh, my heart is now pumping blood around my body so that it might like aid in my recovery and therefore like I'm burning calories all day doing that yeah so like anything guys and i think we can relate this to anything in life when you look at something in isolation is very different to looking at the bigger picture yeah so if you look at the workout in isolation yeah yes you burn more calories in a cardio session yeah 
Um, however, if you look at the bigger picture, when we resist resistance train, we are burning more calories over a period of time. Yeah, up to 48 hours yeah. after the actual workout. That's massive. Huge. So, and it's, I think, um, well, what it's called is that exercise post-oxygen consumption is like what people will call, and you might you may have read about it on various blogs, is like the afterburn. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the afterburn, which is like sort of true, sort of not, but that's like, that's the way that is pretty easy to understand. Yeah. Um... Also, just wanted to make a quick point on cardio for weight loss and compared to weight is we know how important hormones are in regards to like being in an optimal position for your body to do what it wants. We live in a stressful world. Very. So stressful environment. Not just the like, oh, I'm stressed with work or whatever, but like when you wake up, your body is put under stress without you even realizing hard aerobic activity all the time is a lot of stress on your body and it's like um you'll hear maybe trainers talk about like cortisol junkies yeah where it's just like everything has to be hard all the time and it's like you basically leads to burnout yes whereas weight training can put you in a little bit of a better hormonal position long term so that you're you know like we call it decreased stress and more muscle and just like just being able to perform better yeah at everything and again when you look at that in a whole picture scenario yeah you're a lot better off yeah absolutely and it 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 just allows you to be a lot more long-term as well as the pure fact of injury prevention as well like how many people and you you know what if you're at home raise your hand if you've ever like i'm gonna start running and within a week your calf's tight and you can't run anymore yeah like as adults, it's really hard to get off the couch and go straight into doing what 10 year olds used to because you're out of practice, haven't run in ages, probably not wearing the right shoes, don't really know how to progress yeah, the impact as well on the as body, you're like, 50 oh. kgs heavier than the last time you ran. You yeah, know? Yeah. So it's just, there are a bunch of issues with cardio over lifted weights. So takeaway point, lifting weights in our opinion, and I don't think you'll find a really reputable trainer who disagrees is better for long-term sustainable weight loss yeah. absolutely that we, being said if you like running run yeah i was about to say we yeah. always we, well we're not trying to talk you out of running yeah yeah our programs use a combination of both yeah so this is more aimed at the person who think they have to run yeah. rather than the person who enjoys running yes exactly yes. um absolutely a combination of we believe is best mm-hmm. and most studies will support as well yeah absolutely now, last one, passionate one. Ooh, we are passionate about this. Carbs make you fat. Ugh. Do they, Dad? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So here's, and we'll break this down. So the science says no. However, what the like, what studies say versus what people actually do, like here's the difference between... Like physical science and behavioral science. So what we know to be true versus what people actually do are two different things. So when people say like, oh, Karen, you look amazing. You've lost a bunch of weight. What did you do? And they say, oh, I just stopped eating bread. Then that's sort of ingrained in them the right then and there is that, oh, it was the bread that made me fat. Yeah. You know, or overweight. I should stop saying fat. But it's like... 
it wasn't actually the bread. It was the fact that you cut out, you know, a portion of your diet and therefore put you in a calorie deficit. So basically carbs have the same like caloric value as protein. Yeah. Four per gram. Fats have nine. So when you read that, it would be reasonable to assume that, oh, well, then if I just didn't eat as much fat, then that would be better. And whilst you might be right, but if you look at the all the diets that are really popular these days, it's low-carb keto. Yeah. So, well, it changes, obviously, with the times. Like, we've seen, like, years and years ago, probably before your time, Ben, actually, yeah. um, <laughs> fat was the enemy. Oh, yeah, skim milk and oh, everything, um, low fat skin. yogurt, yep. all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And that actually came. Do you want to know the origin of that? The guy who studied that, I'm pretty sure he was a South African, um, in the 70s, he came up with a study that said, and it was all because of saturated f- um, fats, which yeah. is animal fats that you find you know, a lot in red meat, dairy, all that stuff. He did a study that said that it led to heart disease, all that stuff. So, you know, everything off that was, you know, cereals, like all sorts of low-fat, high-carb stuff just hit the shelves. And then years later, he did another study, came out and was like, actually, I was wrong. I'm so sorry. And they, like, they buried him. Yeah. Like, it never got published. I can't remember his name, but... You know, that I, I, I guess that sort of tells you the power of the food industry in oh, determining, you know, and the marketing and determining like what we as a consumer yeah, yeah, believe yeah, yeah. to be true. Yeah. Remember who, who funds the studies always. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. You'll see um, like it? sugar and wheat, like those companies fund like coca-cola yeah I funds a lot of I studies s- because they want they don't yeah. want to prove that their product um, is harmful. I sent you something on Instagram a while ago. What was it? It was like about Coca-Cola. Oh, was that? Yeah. Oh, it was, you know, I won't look too long to find it because it's pretty boring. But um, it was something about how like, you know, nothing like a Coke in the morning to help, you know, like, you know, and it's like, (laughs) it's like three-year-old kid drinking a Coke. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, smoking used to be healthy too. That's about so they yeah. used to advertise that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're a little bit wiser now, but back you, to you carbs making You say that, but fat. sometimes I feel like like we're just so naive like because we don't want to believe it because it's something we really like because it's something we really enjoy. Like alcohol. We, yeah, we choose yeah. to simply ignore all mm. the facts right in front of us. I think that might be true as well, but be, because with the internet today, it's so easy for good people and good trainers to get their word out there that often this stuff gets squashed yeah. pre- pretty quickly um raise colored glasses guys yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well <I'm, laughs> you're like the joker over here just wanted to watch the world burn <laughs> that's not true all right so carbs making you fat here's why people who cut carbs out of their diets tend to lose weight is because all of a sudden let's hey as a pie chart, their diet was roughly 20% protein, 40% fat, 40% carbs. If you cut out 40% of your, you know... Of any diet. Of, of your daily intake, you will lose weight. Absolutely. It doesn't necessarily mean what it is. Also, 
what we know with clients who tend to drop their carbs a bit is they tend to improve their food quality. Yes. So they won't have bread with their eggs. They'll have half an avocado. Yeah. Which like, you know, far more nutrient dense, filling, all that stuff. So in actual fact, it's not dropping the carbs. Like you can continue to eat carbs and lose fat if you want to. We would just encourage you to choose better sources of carbs, like fruits, um, rice, pretty much as close to unprocessed as you can get. I was about to say, like, like any macronutrient, like, they are not all equal. No. So your fats aren't all equal, your carbs aren't all equal, your proteins aren't all equal. Yeah. But just because they break down to the one thing along the journey, exactly. is like there's a lot of difference in the way it's broken down in your body and the signals that it sends to your you know, hormones, thyroid, muscles, cells, all that stuff. Yeah. Our, our main advice is don't cut out any, any group. I, I wouldn't cut out any group because no, they no, no. all play a vital role in the body. So going yes. back to the fat one, yeah. like fat plays such an important role with our hormones. Um, and quite often you will see um, with girls that have a really low fat in their diet, they do have a lot of hormonal issues yeah. that come with that. Yeah. And, you know, and that includes stuff like like mood swings. Mood swings, yeah. hair, teeth, nails, yeah. like yeah. dry lips yeah. is is one that you can usually tell as well from low fat. But also um, I th- like the take-home message here, guys, is that anything that's too extreme in one way is unsustainable and you'll start to see negative effects with how you feel. Yeah. So, and anything to do with your own personal health and well-being, like please, 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 like just look at the facts and like don't believe what your girlfriend tells you. Like when you're making a decision for you and even your, your body, trainer, like yeah, you know, do exactly. your research. Even yeah. a professional, like if I walk out of a GP, a GP, and they're telling me to take a medication, I am not putting that in my body until I've looked it up. Yeah, I think sometimes as a society, we're a little bit too trusting, and we don't necessarily trust ourselves enough to make a good judgment call. So ask the questions, you get the answers, and then okay, you know, make like, an informed decision yeah. for you. And then based on that informed decision, trust how you're then feeling. Yeah. So if, if you've then gone, okay, yep, yeah, I'm doing... Whoops, well pardon done, me, then. I just dropped my phone. <laughs> um, okay, yep, yeah, I'm not having bread anymore. Okay, and then for the next... Why? Yeah. Yeah. Just why? be able why to you say why. Bread? Anyway, so you've decided that, yep. I recognize I eat a little bit too much I of eat it. Too much. I'm going to substitute it for... I'm going to move more towards something that's less processed. Cakes. Yeah, something blah, like blah, that. Blah. And then after a few weeks, you're like, oh, I'm actually not feeling great. I really miss bread. And Who doesn't miss bread? Bread's awesome. And nothing's really changed for me. Like I was doing it for weight loss and yeah. I haven't lost any weight. Yeah. Happy bread. The take-home message here, guys, is you don't need to – like we're clearly in the, in the era of elimination. Like, you know – All or nothing. All – not all or nothing, but more like, oh, if you just cut fat or Absolutely if you just cut this out, gluten, cut gluten out. But it, like when you say all or nothing, I think people think like I'm all in or I'm all out compared to like cutting all of something out. Both. Yeah. Well, I think both. That's true too. But yeah, the, el- the elimination 
diet era that we're in. Hopefully it's over soon, but the take-home message is carbs do not make you fat. Excess consumption of anything anything will cause you to gain, gain weight, weight and underconsumption of anything will possibly cause you to lose weight. Yeah. So it's about treating your diet as a whole. Yeah. Really. Um maybe a couple of pointers on how much carbs to eat at a meal. For ladies, we typically recommend one cupped hand. Yep. As well as a fist or two of vegetables. Um, maybe if you've just done a workout or a training session of any kind, you can have two. You know, that's a good time to replenish those energy stores. Um, for the gents, aim for two. That's cooked as well, not uncooked, because we all know the difference between cooked rice and uncooked rice is um, drastic. But that's just a really easy way to ensure that you're getting enough, but not too much. Yeah. And um, oh, maybe just the last point on carbs. I think people tend to demonize them because they are the easiest to overconsume. Oh, look at... So like sweets and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah delicious it's it's easy to say no to another chicken breast it's pretty hard to say no to another slice of cake or biscuit or whatever i was about to say guys we live in a very very carb heavy society because we are and it's cheap as well everything you eat out of a packet guys carbs uh yeah pretty much (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah that's an easy way to think about it um rather than yeah if you're actually talking whole foods mm. it's a very different story yeah even though what you castrate me the other day because i bought celery in, <laughs> in oh, a packet oh my gosh you bought celery pre-cut <laughs> celery in a packet honestly i was a bit dumb i didn't know how much and i needed, needed one stalk and he bought two packets so now we i've got all this celery 800 grams of celery <laughs> um yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's our three math, uh, our three maths, our three myths today. Is spot reduction it doesn't exist? Spot gain of muscle does exist. Yeah. Um, what was number two? Cardio for weight loss. Yeah. It works, but it certainly doesn't need. Like it's certainly not better. Is no. what we should say, and we would encourage those of you on the fence who don't actually enjoy cardio that much to definitely lift weights. And number three, carbs do not make you fat. Um, they are like they basically fuel performance. Yeah. So yeah, overconsumption of anything makes you gain yeah. weight. It's not um, a specific macronutrient. No. So with carbs, guys, as always, just try and improve the quality of them, and that should really help with overconsumption as well. I was as about like, to say, like with any any group um if you look at always the quality you're eating that generally helps deal with the quantity like you don't really need to think about it yeah as i guess there's a bit of a breakdown like when we talk about quality we basically mean as close to the source as possible so like um the least amount of processing is ideal yeah so like when when people like if you're talking about meat let's just say yeah uh, like a chicken nugget compared to a chicken nugget or yeah. a sausage compared to a piece of fish or and like even then if you can you can go break it down even further wild caught is so much better than a farmed fish yeah um fish fingers compared to the flathead you caught in the bay that you cooked that oh, night. yeah can't can't compare can't compare that's basically what we're talking about when we talk about food quality yeah 
Anyways, if you've got any more myths and you'd like some help on them, just send them through. We could do a few of these episodes. I, I know the um, weights making you bulky could definitely oh, be a good, a good one. one yeah. yeah, and I'm a little bit spewing that I only thought of it in the middle of like talking about. I know because it's the, so common. Like, oh, we hear it's it a all the it's time. a massive one, but um, yeah. yeah. I mean, for, for those of us in the know, it makes us smile, but we also understand that for people who don't know, like maybe it's not your goal to walk around like some supreme athlete and you know that's okay but until we actually address it all you need to know is that that just won't happen yes okay and we can explain that on a later episode but hope everyone is safe and well and their families are too and we will see you guys next week bye